to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor, you know it, and a privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. Come on, y'all. There's a lot going on right now, and you could have been doing anything, anytime right now, but you decided to join this conversation with me, and I really love and appreciate you. And then for those that are joining us for the very first time, I do not take that lightly at all because we know you could be doing something else, but you decided to join this conversation. So I just want to send a special shout out and love and appreciation uh, to you. And let me let you know what this show is all about. We discuss various topics uh, that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinions are not valid. And we can have an honest, free conversation here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. Listen, you know we live in times of uncertainty. Just craziness going on. I think a, another brother was just shot in front of protesters. I can't remember what state it was, but we got a lot of that going on. You got, you know, we got the, the COVID, this going on, that COVID and Rona, all that, whatever that is. Don't get me started on that. But you know what? The reason why we're having this conversation on how to apply your faith is because we use a lot of church jargons where we don't really teach people what that really means. How to, how to, we talk about now faith is, we talk about having faith or just, you know, faith of a mustard seed, but we got to give uh, people the actual tools, uh, how, what that means and how to do that. You know, because many people are experiencing various challenges that could be affecting uh, your faith right now. Doubt can be creeping in and you may feel paralyzed and cannot move. And maybe it's time to just go back to the basics, y'all. Let's just talk about the basics of faith. And no matter where you are in your faith walk, whether you have no faith at all or faith the size of a mustard seed or, or the faith the size of a waterman, there is always room for growth. So you know what, y'all? We're going to talk about a couple of things today. It's going to be a real short conversation, you know, just give you some tools, you know, for the week, you know, because we're going to spend a lot of time on how to apply faith. Listen, we're going to be here for a while, a long time. So you won't you won't be missing a lot. You'll be able to uh, hear these conversations over and over again. Apply. Uh, we're going to eventually have some guest speakers. You know, when a lot of things calm down, we'll be have uh, some dialogue guest speakers. We'll also have it to where you guys will be able to call actually on the phone and we can talk about it. You can tell me your opinion or what you think. And we can just answer questions, a lot of Q&A. We'll do a, There's a lot of things coming, but because of our limitation right now, listen, we'll just have to have this conversation like this at this moment, but trust me, it's going to get even better for you. So without further ado, you got to make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright position. And if you feel any turbulence on this flight, that means God is shaking at the very root of whatever does not need to be on this plane. And if you're listening with somebody, which I hope you are, look at them and say, you ready? You look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. So, you know, last episode, we talked about living by faith. Then we also talked about having effectual faith. 
which uh, uh, producing an intended result. So now let's talk about is there a promise of health and wealth? Uh oh, you know, this is going to mess up a lot of people's theology and the ministries that they go to, because, you know, there's some ministries that are just faith based or prosperity ministries. Now, I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But the question is, because we're talking about how to apply faith, and there's a perception, you know, uh, about it's God, I've got to be healthy and wealthy. That's what God wants from me, the healthy and wealthy. No, God wants you to be saved. That's what he wants. He wants you to believe in him and that his only son, which is Jesus, that's what he wants. That, that's what your faith is, should be based around. But we have bad teachings out there and generational teachings out there that, you know, this is how you're supposed to use your faith to get things and stuff. So the question is, is there a promise of health and wealth? And here come Hebrews 12, 28, when it says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Understand this, y'all. Many Christians have been tricked and deluded by false teachings from megalomaniac, pseudo pastors and pious, fraudulent Leaders, that hurt me to say that, y'all. And listen, if anybody's offended uh, by that, I am sorry, but the truth is the truth. So if you're offended by it, and that means you and you got convicted by it, it may be because you may have fallen into that category. <laughs> so Christians have been tricked, which is true, and deluded by false teachings from megalomaniac and pseudo-pastors and pious, fraudulent leaders. We give to get and expect a miracle and get upset at God when things do not go our way. Listen, don't kill the messenger. Listen, don't get mad at me. That's a sad but true statement. Because many believe that's what their faith is for. We give to get. And expect a miracle and get upset at God when things do not go our way. We have it all backwards. Being blessed by God has nothing to do with quote-unquote, health and wealth. That messed somebody up right there. As some like to say, rather, we honor him by our trust and obedience, after which we receive his blessings in perfect timing. And when you look at it, ladies and gentlemen, don't get mad at me when you talk about health and wealth. The reason why, I, okay, let me be sensitive about this. A lot of reasons why some people's health uh, fail. And then after a while, you want to go to God and be like, God, I want healing. It's really because remember, whatever our, is happening to our bodies, we are a sum total of our choices. So therefore, we want to, this is our temple. This is the only one we get. We should keep our temple clean. That means we need to watch what we put in our temple as far as food. We need to watch what we put in our uh, the spiritual part because we are a spirit. We live in a body. We have a soul in uh, which is means mind. So we got to watch what we put in uh, ourselves spiritually, uh, what we feed our mind and stuff like that. You got to understand disease is really dis-ease. That means the body is uneasy. So what happens is it's not God's fault because he built the perfect machine, if you want to call it, which is the human body, the brain, everything, the way it functions is flawless. But because of our choices, because of things in this world, because look at our food industry right now, and what we're consuming. This whole, everything we do in this world is about consumption. We really don't practice fasting and praying anymore. Oh, don't get, listen, I know somebody just uh, sucked their teeth. 
I know they just did, but don't get mad at me. So this is that thing where people are. And then if I don't have any money, oh, well, God wants me to be blessed. Well, that, and that's true. He already gave you the power to get that, to establish the covenant. So therefore, you need to choose the ye this day whom you will serve. I'm just saying. We, he's already given us the choice. He's already given us the power for that. So just using your faith for health and wealth. No, 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 no. You can take care of your health right now. That's the thing about this thing about coronavirus, all that sign of stuff, this foolishness. They talk about how a lot of people have uh, died and stuff like that. Well, instead of focusing on that, why don't we just focus on teaching people how to be healthy and building up their immune system? Because the, if the virus, which is really the renamed flu, is basically attacking your immune system, which is part of the respiratory system, which is really what it targets. That's why some people have a thing about breathing and all that kind of stuff. Well, what happens is we need to teach people how to build up a strong immune system, how to eat vitamin C or drink superfood every day, flaxseed, chai seed, things like that. Eat more vegetables than junk. Uh, stop drinking sodas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, but we don't teach things about that. We just want to give people pills for diabetes and, and heart pr blood pressure medicine, all that. We just want to do that versus teaching people how to live. We let teach people how to die in this society. So therefore, when we talk about using faith, we're using our faith for the wrong thing and hope in the wrong thing. Listen, somebody's mad at me right now. And I would say I don't care, but I really do care. But uh, if this saves your life and draws you nearer to God, then listen, I've done my job. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. But this is where the church is right now. Understand this. We honor him by our trust, which is God, and obedience, after which we receive his blessings and his perfect timing. Understand this. Divine condemnation is having the approval of God because no one chooses to take what he gives faith and live by it uh-oh even when great faith is exercised watch this it does not necessarily mean that we get benefits in the here and now sometimes we are martyred or have real setbacks and not able to get out of our bad circumstances that messed somebody up right there don't get mad at me additionally getting what we want is not a sign of god's blessing Man, I just need to stop right there. I can just stop this conversation right there. That that somebody's theology on that moment right there. I know somebody just like, what are you talking about, Pastor Wade? Getting what we want is not a sign of God's blessing. <laughs> you know, because everybody wants to say, yeah, God blessed me with this. And, and, that, and that may be true. But that's not a sign that you're blessed. Just because you have the things and the stuff now to back up what you think your faith is or this faith that you're displaying. That's not what the things or stuff are for. Understand this, especially when there is no fruit behind it on our part. We have to trust that God's plan is working and our reward is certain, even when we do not receive it when we want it. That's Romans 1 and 17. Prosperity is not bad. Put my disclaimer. Don't say Pastor Wade said prosperity is bad. I did not say that. would never say that. Prosperity is not bad. It is meant to be a blessing and a tool, but too many people, here we go, turn it into greed, power, control, and self-satisfaction. If one has wealth, he or she can be grateful and be an essential tool for the kingdom of God, helping fund kingdom projects and people who do not have these resources. The problem comes... Oh boy, somebody going to get mad because most people who have means become selfish with them and worse 
think they deserve it. Ouch. Ouch. I always say, because I used to run a financial company, and we always used to say, uh, money doesn't change people. It doesn't. Money only makes you more who you are. So if you are a jerk or a taker with money, without money, you're going to, when you get money, you're going to be even more of a jerk and a taker. If you're a giver without uh, money, listen, I've seen some tremendous givers that have no means. When you, uh, if you talk about the world stand, have no means whatsoever, but they just find uh, different ways to give. And listen, they are considerably blessed. But if you're looking for the things and stuff, they don't have it. But what happens is they are the biggest givers. And that is the thing when you when you talk about uh, how we put faith in things and stuff. Well, it, you're blessed if you got things and stuff. No, 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 no. So if you if you're a giver without money, you're going to be an even bigger giver with money. It only makes you more of who you are. Then also watch this. We place our faith and comfort in what we have or what we want, forgetting what is really important. Ouch. Our real true wealth is far more valuable than what we think we want and need. It is what we already have. What Jesus gives his redemption for our sins is far greater than anything through which we could suffer. How one views, don't get mad at me, watch this, and handles money is a testament and testimony of one's faith. This is tested and approved by history and testimony, showing that faith is valid for our lives too. This is a call to live by faith, to persevere no matter what. He is able to carry us through because we are now complete in him. We participate in God's promises that are real, substantial, and are certain to be Given. You can find all of that in information in John 11, 25 through 26, Romans 8, 18, Ephesians 1, 9 through 10, Hebrews 10, 38 and 12 and 26. Listen to this. Watch this. Some have the resources of wealth. Others have good health. Now, that's a great thing to look at. So here's the question. Would you want unlimited resources with bad health? Or would you want to have a great health without unlimited resources? It's just a question. <laughs> I like to know the answer. If you had to choose, even though you could have both, but I'm just one, I just like to somebody to choose. Tell me what your choice is. You know, because like I told you in one of the conversations we had, you know, there was a psychological study that was done and it asked people, um, would you rather be famous and broke and have no money or would you rather be wealthy or rich and and nobody know it do you know 85 percent of the people said i would rather be famous and broke with no money than to be wealthy and no one know it i'm just asking for a friend <laughs> i'm just saying so here's the question would you rather have unlimited resources or would you have rather have good health i'm just asking for a friend you can hit me up on at Real Pastor Wade, and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let me know what you choose, and there's no wrong answer. It is what it is. Some people say, listen, if I have unlimited resources, then I can get my health back together. Some people are not willing to take that chance. Listen, ain't no amount of money in the world that can buy health. I'm just asking for a friend. Let me know, y'all. I would love to hear what your responses are. 
the fortunate thing is to have both and many of us have neither we all have different responsibility and roles in the kingdom we who are real true believers whose trust and faith are in jesus as lord and savior have the real prosperity we have jesus we not others are responsible for our role but we are to help and work together in unity the bottom line watch this is that money is not wrong let me say that again the bottom line is that money is not wrong nor is it right rather jesus is the one who is planting his seed and giving us what we what we need as a result we help receive his seeds and help one another cultivate the crops of faith and fruit we may not always see what is at work or the final outcome and crops but we can see and trust our lord that our faith at work is a faith that is in play and that he will use it to its fullest in his perfect time you can find that in amos uh, 9 and 13 uh, john 12 23 to 24 and first corinthians 3 6 through 9 understand this y'all watch this our spiritual sustenance our real nourishment comes from above and helps us follow God's call of faith and obedience for us. Not from our perceived, I'm quoting quote unquote, needs or desires or fears. It is the consummation of our salvation. It is received by faith and then applied to build more faith, producing righteousness, meaning we can have endurance and not give up. Take heed, y'all. Watch this that you have the encouragement to see what is important, which is what we have in Jesus and not what we have lost or could have had. That's Daniel 12 and two through 13, Luke eight and 15, also Luke 21 and 19 and Hebrews one and 14, y'all. Listen, when it comes to is faith or health promise, no, 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 no. And I know a lot of people says, well, the scripture says, I wish that you prosper and be in health just as your souls prosper. Well, if you look at that, when Paul said that, that was a greeting. That was a greeting. So I know we like to use that in prayer. I've used that in prayer. But when you look at the context of it all, he was he Paul was greeting and said, hey, I wish that you prosper and be in health just as your soul prosper. I think that was Paul. Or is that John? One of those. I'll look it up again. But but everybody knows what scripture is. It says, I wish that you prosper and be in health just as your soul prosper. That is a greeting. So we can't use that one as, yeah, is faith or and health promise? No, 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 no. So the question becomes, is there a promise of health and wealth? Listen, there. when you talk about it, we are supposed to take care of our temple, which is our body. So your health is really up to you. When you talk about wealth, he says, I already give you the power to get wealth so you can establish the covenant. So by us saying just to live this life so we can get the things and stuff, so we could just be healthy and wealthy is not what the gospel of God is all about at all. Because you're supposed to stay healthy because you want to take care of your temple. You want to be a good steward over the body's giving you. Then when you talk about wealth, you're supposed to use your money to impact the kingdom of God. That's what it's for. That's why you're supposed to clothe people, uh, feed people, uh, whatever the kingdom, or when it says kingdom projects, th things like that. I'm not just talking about getting a building. That's not, the church is not a building. Let me, let me make that clear. The church has never been the building, even though that's the place where we quote unquote gather, but that, that is not the church. The church is each individual.
That is the church because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because always remember, I said you are a spirit. You live in a body and you have a soul, which is a mind. So you got to understand that this thing, just having health and wealth is not just it. And it's more than that. We, we have faith, hope, and love. And, and the biggest of the three is love. Because why is the biggest one love? Because God is love. And therefore, we're supposed to have faith and we have a hope and an expectation of his return because we are not from here. We are, we are foreigners to this place. Because there is something after this, whether you believe it or not. It is what it is. There is something after this. So that's why when you talk about faith and how to apply it, we just got to get clear on what we're having faith in. <laughs> Versus the things and the stuff that we think our faith is supposed to get us. Oh, man, there's some people that don't like me right now, but it is what it is. Let's talk about do not waste your faith. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do not waste it, y'all. Hebrews 10 39. Here we go. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Our faith is most valuable and precious commodity in the Christian arsenal of resources. And God warns us of dire consequences if we waste our faith or throw it away. The benefits we have as Christians are extraordinary. We can go in heaven or we can go to heaven and we know God personally all because of what Jesus did for us. If we continue to deliberate or deliberately sin and make bad choices or focus on the wrong things, when we know the Lord, we waste what he did and there will be nothing to look forward to other than God's disappointment and judgment. Don't get mad at me. Listen, nobody said after you got saved, and that's why we have to work out our salvation, that, you know, you're going to be perfect. Nobody said that. Well, there's some choices that we deliberately make and we deliberately sin. And what happens is we got to make better choices because let me hear, let me mess somebody's theology up with this. God is not the one that's going to send you to the, uh, to the lake of fire. Your choices are. I know somebody said, why he didn't say hell? Because that's a totally different place. Because after the great white throne, if you go to the great white throne, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. For those that are non-believers, whether you believe that or not, it is what it is. That's another debate for another day. But what happens is it's going to get to the point where we're going to have to make a choice. And we got to stop making bad choices. Remember I said, like when we talked about the weight, uh, whatever your health is, it's really a sum total of your choices. So whether you're overweight or whatever your body looks like or uh, things that have, may have happened on the inside that may have been caused by a, too much drinking, smoking or whatever, even if you've done that. Now, I know sometimes cancer, quote unquote, comes out of nowhere, but I don't believe that. Cancer also is a dis-ease. That means the body is uneasy. So therefore, I believe... That's just my opinion. As Paul would say, I speak as a man. I believe, especially when it comes to cancer. Listen, my mom uh, transitioned uh, because of cancer. But uh, I believe sometime in cancer cases, uh, because of stress or things that we cause a spiritual reaction uh, to the body where it manifests into cancer in the body. But that's just my opinion. Because cancer, nobody can explain exactly where it comes from. Nobody can explain how you contract it or anything like that. And then all of a sudden one day, oh, there's, some, there's something cancerous there. Or uh, either it's malignant or benign. 
but all of a sudden, but nobody can explain exactly where it comes from. I believe that it's something that that we can cause, and it some is basically either by the way we eat, uh, whether we sleep or not, how much stress uh, that we have in our lives. There's a lot of things that are connected to it. That's why we got to make better choices. Like when people, you talk about people that have bad relationships over and over again, <laughs> and they were trying to say, man, I'm tired of having these bad relationships or uh, why are these same people keep doing the same thing? Because you keep choosing the same people. I'm just saying, you just keep seeing choosing the same people. We're all the sum total of our choices. Oh boy. Y'all, I got any friends out there? Are some of y'all still my friends? If y'all still my friends, man, just hit me up. I'm real pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just let me know if you're my friend. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I feel on an island out here by myself. My goodness. But them choices, y'all. I'm telling you, them choices. Understand this. In Old Testament, if people did not obey Moses, they could be put to death. When we disobey Jesus, we are guilty of so much more. We insult Jesus and enrage the Holy Spirit or vex the Holy Spirit. Why uh, why we would want to do that, I don't know. God has the right to judge and hold us accountable. And we have the obligation to obey. We can do so because of his shed blood uh, that he spilt for us. Never forget what Jesus has done for you personally. Hold on to this as a part of your faith. Realize what he has done and from what he has led you to. Trust in Jesus as you have in the past and you can still do. Understand, earlier disciples, watch this, of Jesus were exposed to immense public persecution and accepted it with joy. Now, they become tired of it as all we can be. We must remain steadfast in him and not waver. What waits for us in eternity is well worth anything we can face here for a short time. So let us continue the faith and God and do God's will. As righteous people, we must live by faith and never turn away from Jesus. For our salvation is assured when we are in Jesus. Now, here's another thought. Perhaps, just saying, perhaps, I could be speculating, we need to be kicked out of our complacency, booted out of our anxieties and concerns so we can embrace faith more and grow enough to go into the areas where we fear to go, the journey. Jesus has for us need not be feared because Jesus will not call us to an area or situation in which he is not guiding and providing. It is when we do not heed his call that we get in trouble, not because the call is too difficult as he gives us all we need. We can give back to the Lord whatever is accomplished. And for however God has used us and worked in others' lives as well, we can be extraordinarily joyful and content. Understand this, y'all. We can take heart and comfort that Jesus is at work and is in charge no matter what we face or have been through. So we can be happy in our work for Jesus and that Jesus takes our sorrows and turns them into joy. You can find that in Ruth 3, 2 through 7, Isaiah 9 and 3, Ecclesiastes 2 and 18, Luke 15 and 7, also 
through the 10th verse, Luke 32, uh, drop down to the 32nd verse. Also, 2 Corinthians 2, 15 through 16. Let me just give somebody hope here. Have hope. Faith, hope, and love. Remember I told you about big three. This is a certainty that we live in Jesus. We have the promise as real tangible hope for our daily Christian living, but we have to receive it and know it and exercise it so faith is our practice and righteousness is our goal. In doing so, God is glorified in both the ordinary and the extraordinary. Even when we do not see it or it has not been given, he promises to take care of our needs. This is a guarantee we can bank on. This is about our dependence on Jesus as our high priest. He gives us so much and we should never take anything for granted or ignore what he has done. Jesus invites us to go to him at any time, a privilege that previously only the high priest had and then only once a year to be in the presence of God. Not anymore. Jesus has cut that veil. So we go to him in prayer and in his word. Get busy, y'all. Do you know what he has done for each and every one of us, even if you're a believer or not believer? God loves you too. And he has done so much for you. Jesus has done so much for you. Yes, you. The one that said me over here? Yeah, yes, you too. Absolutely. The one that don't think about it. The one that don't think God loves them. The one that thinks that they're so bad that he can't, he or she can't possibly be redeemed. Yes, I'm talking to you too. This is for somebody right now. It don't matter what you've done. Guess what? If you're alive and listening to this right now, you have another day to get it straight. You have access to God. A personal relationship is now extended to you that was only rarely dispensed in Old Testament times. If it were not, we would all be living the opposite of his call that is not having hope, faith, or confidence in him so we could live for him. And by the way, yes, you can by faith. I'm just telling you, y'all, we can do it. And guess what? We're going to stop right there today because I need somebody to just marinate on what we just talked about. You know, whether you have a doubt, you know, I understand there's some things that you may be going through in your life right now and you may feel paralyzed. I get it. Uh, you may not know who God really is. You may go in, where is God in all of this? Uh, why is God allowing all of this to happen? Uh, social injustice, uh, COVID, all that kind of stuff. Why is he allowing this stuff? And the answer is, Everything that's happening is going to be for his glory. But how we all operate in this moment, that's what he's looking at. Your lifestyle right now will be revealed at this time of what you believe. And God's glory will be revealed through you in this time. And anybody can be used right now. And then don't, don't forget about that question when I said health or wealth. I'm not asking you to choose either or, but if you had to, which would you choose? We got to put our faith back into perspective of what we're hoping in. What we're eventually hoping for is to be with our father in eternity. That's what the hope, that's what the hope is all about. That's what faith is all about. Not these things and stuff. He's already given us power to do that. You know, sometimes we pray, well, God, help me get a car. Well, he's looking back at you. Well, well, Jesus, you can get a car. Like he says that to himself. Can you see him say that? Well, Jesus, Jesus said, huh? <laughs> he, he's saying that. Now, now, can, now, 
I'm not saying he doesn't open doors for you. Of course he opened doors for you. But you still got to walk through it. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, I will come with him and sup with him and he with me. That's Revelations 3.20 and 21. So you got to understand Jesus could be standing there at the door and knocking right now. But guess what? He's just not going to barge his way in. You got to open the door and let him in. That's where our faith is. That's where our hope is in Jesus. Whether you believe it or not, we're going to have to make a choice one day, no matter who you are or where you are and what walk of life you are. He's coming. Don't know when, don't know how, but he's coming. But the things that we can do right now is about faith, especially in the times that we're in. Right now, watch out for your health. Listen, if your immune system is weak and you know it, man, do some stuff. Take some vitamin C. Man, take some superfood. You know, drink. Uh, there's a little scoop a day, some flax seeds, things like that. Have some omega-3s. Listen, put more things in your body of living food versus fried or processed food. Take care of your health right now. Because guess what? Remember, when we're born, we all begin to die. So the body is dying daily. But what happens is you can slow up the process by taking care of your body, by exercising, things like that, drinking more water than you do of coffee or alcohol, if that's your thing. Not saying that those are bad. Or the high energy drinks, drink more water because your body is 70 plus percent of water. That's what your body is made of is 70 percent of water, at least minimum. So you need to put water in there. It helps flush out your system, things like that. All we got to do is uh, uh, focus on the correct things. But we have faith in God. Now, can God intervene if we ask him uh, to protect us and to heal us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without question. But there's some things that we can do right now that he's looking at us like, I've already given you power to do that. And then when you talk about, man, don't waste your faith. Don't waste it at all. Listen, remember that for Hebrews 10.39, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Listen, we're not going to shrink back. We're going to move forward. We are all in this together. We need to carry each other's burdens. On our next episode, we're going to talk about how to get out of doubt. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're going to talk about how to get out of doubt. The part two, how to get out of doubt. So ladies and gentlemen, I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode four of How to Apply Faith. I thank you for all your support and responses. New episodes will release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just one. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 days to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned and heard in this conversation. Remember, faith without works is dead. So apply these tools to take your faith to the next level. A special thanks to my man KC at I Am Music Group for producing this show, Erica Duff for the artwork and the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. A-Team for the baseline. My pastor, Pastor Warren Campbell, I love that dude. And Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Intro. Get up.
Mornings with Erica Campbell, my first lady, love her. A special shout out to all the California Worship Center family in North Hollywood. And remember to subscribe to This Is The Day, Pastor Wade, on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on my Facebook, Instagram stories, or Twitter on what you thought about our conversation. Always remember, God believes in you, and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.